0: There are bag rats. (laughs) And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Oh, yeah, the caddy joins us each and every week right here on Real Golf Radio, and you just never quite know where you'll find him. Although, being the West Coast Swing, it's most likely running around to one of the future tour stops coming up. Yeah. In the next couple of weeks, Caddy, welcome to the show. How are you? Well, I'm suffering again this week. Um, I've
1: left San Diego, now I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm. Mm, Yeah, it's brutal here today. It's about 72 degrees, blowing about five miles an hour, maybe. Not a cloud in the sky.
2: Yeah. Kind of very similar to Palm Springs, it sounds like.
1: It is. It's Palm Springs like. Yeah. Can't
0: complain.
2: So when Caddy, when are you heading up to our favorite spot, yours and mine?
0: Yeah, or like it's not everybody's favorite spot.
1: Well, are are you well, am I'm I'm getting confused here because I mean pebble. Look, the first thing that went that well, yeah, I know you're talking pebble, but I'm thinking like I've already done all the work at black desert. What do you mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well done, sir.
0: <laughs> but, Thank you.
1: Popped into my head right away. No, but actually I'm not, I'm not visiting pebble. Uh, uh one of my, one of my compatriots uh, was up there last week doing all the work mm. there. So that's all done okay. in the can,
0: ready to go. Wow. Yeah. You know, you've been around when you send somebody else to do pebble.
1: And then he's also been sent to Puerto Vallada, where he is right now. now that, that, that's, that, that's a crying shame.
0: Wait a second. Team. I have
1: a friend here who can pronounce this. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, by the way, we have a special uh, guest, unbeknownst, to, uh, on the show right now. Who okay. Happens to be, uh, he's, he's volunteered to help me do my work here at TPC Scottsdale very generously. And so I'm going to buy him lunch. So, that's
0: the deal. That's that's um, our that's currency with you. So I guess yeah. you're passing exactly, that along. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Meals.
1: How this gets, you know, I, we'll work for food. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with so, that. But just to jump right in, let me introduce the the. Now, do we need to? Should we stay anonymous and confidential on the
2: names here? Uh, what you, do you uh, It's, uh, do it's you, up to your guess. Do you does Does he up, have a nickname, so, Caddy?
1: He has several nicknames like Nacho, Dorito, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Deep Dish. Well, he used to manage a pizza hut, so Deep Dish was one of the first nicknames wow, he had.
2: perfect. Deep Dish, yeah. Okay, so his name is Deep Dish for the show. Deep
1: Dish. So let's just call it like Deep Throat, right? Deep Dish. <laughs> Deep Dish. So anyway, all the presidents meant... So, We've got basically, he's caddied on the tour for what 20 years or something, mm-hmm. and um, but he has one of my favorite all time. You know how we talk about the gallery ropes are the zone of temporary insanity, right? right. We we talk yep. about. so this is one of my favorite zone of temporary insanity caddy stories, player stories. I'll set it up real quick and then I'll let Todd take it from there. This happened at TPC River Highlands on the 17th hole. Now, what you need to know about the 17th hole, it sits low, kind of like it's an amphitheater. And there is the sec within just a hundred yards or 200 yards of this area on the 17th fairway. There is the drivable 15th green, the 16th tee, the 15th tee behind you where you've just hit your tee shot from the, the first green, the second tee and the 18th tee all within about a 200, 300 yard radius. So think about that. And it sits low. So it's like being in an amphitheater. So anything you say can be heard better by all these areas. Think about that. That's a lot of action, right? So that's the physical situation. Now I'll let Todd take it from there. Todd being (laughs) deep
0: dish. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry.
3: (laughs) we had been uh, in a stretch on the PGA tour where things weren't going very well and people must realize that uh, it's not all roses and uh honey out there all the time there's some low, lows and highs on the PGA tour and we were in a low area for several weeks and we, this was this story took place on Friday of Hartford um uh, of the Travelers and we were playing in the morning round and it was clear we were we're going to miss the cut. We're missing the cut by miles. Things are not going well still. And he had hit his second shot on 17 and just kind of in the middle of the green, nothing special. And he hands me the club and we're walking down the fairway and I'm about a pace or two behind him. And he starts mumbling and moaning and he says, well, not going to be too much longer now not going to have to wait for this to happen much longer. And he says, he screams out as loud as you can imagine. And he throws his hands up in the air and he waves them. And he says,
1: goodbye, PGA tour. Goodbye. (laughs) Everybody can hear him. I
3: mean, I mean, he's yeah. just screaming it as loud as you can. And I'm trying to do the best I can not to laugh out loud because, you know, he doesn't want to hear his daddy laughing at him when he's in the, you know, feels like he's in the lowest pit bottom of uh, what's going on in his career right at that moment. And I'll, I'll just finish it off by saying that we ended up finishing 84th on the FedEx Cup list that year. So it was not the end for him, and uh, it was not a goodbye to the PGA Tour for him, but in the moment, he sure felt like it. <laughs> oh,
2: that's awesome. That's
0: classic. That is classic. He,
2: that is the zone of temporary insanity.
0: So, his player
1: has so many great lines like that, and they're all self-directed. They're never directed out at anybody. Never at the caddy, never at another, never a marshal. It's all internally self-directed talk. It's so good that there are players on the tour who will get paired with his player and come over to deep dish and go, Hey, we got you this week. I can't wait. I can't wait to play. I can't wait. (laughs) It's like, it's like playing with Terrell Hatton in a different way. Right. So yeah, the interesting thing is that a lot of the players
3: that also, um, are excitable and get uh, very angry and animated on the golf course themselves they like to see someone else kind of going through the same thing. And, uh, you know, misery loves company. I yeah, tremendous. So one of the yep. most famous ones was prior to me being on the bag. It was the caddy prior to me where one day just out of, you know, a, a bit of misery and bad shots and whatever was going on that he wasn't happy with. He goes up to his caddy and he puts his hands out and he says, just cut off my hand so I don't have to play this game anymore. Just cut him oh, off.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I not heard that one. Oh. <laughs> Just cut off.
3: That one is the most famous one of all oh the stories goodness. about this particular player. Yeah. I, I like the one,
1: correct me. correct me if I'm wrong here, but he hits his second shot on the first hole. Oh. You tell, it, you tell it. Well, no, you're headed down I the mean, right path. Go ahead. Second shot, first hole of the event. Pulls it left. Slams the club in the bag, and goes, wait a miss the cut. <laughs> 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 shot of the tournament. <laughs> wait a to miss the cut. <laughs> did, did not miss the cut. Oh, wow. Man, it's just tremendous. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my the goodness. Zone, the zone hey. of temporary insanity.
2: It's hey guys, I want to ask enough. you both, you know, something big just happened this last week when uh, Dunlap as an amateur hadn't been done yeah. since Phil, you know, 32 years ago, but Dunlap wins last week and is presented with the decision. is he going to go back to school like Phil did, or is he going to play? And he's come out and said that he's going to play your thoughts about his play and, uh, and his choice or what his options were in the choice that he made.
1: Well, when you done lap the field like that, you got to turn pro and go right to that signature event to start your career. I mean, come on. This is the biggest no brainer since buying Bitcoin when it first came out. I mean, let's go. Uh, you you got to turn pro. You've got to do it. You, you got to go. He's got a three year exemption. Yeah. It's the rest crazy. of this year and two it, more, right? Yeah. And he's in all the signature events. I mean, He's guaranteed to make a couple hundred grand in the six, right? I mean, something like that, or roughly. He's gonna. Oh goodness! I can promise you that no caddies were trying to jump on that back.
0: <laughs> right. No. No. <laughs> yeah, it was a goal. He called it a golden ticket. It was definitely a golden ticket. It was a no-brainer. We talked about this on the show, but um, he. I do like. I guess it's endearing. To hear that he went back and talked to his coach and his parents and his teammates and, and and called it the the hardest, easiest decision he's ever had to make in his life, you know, giving that all up, I, I guess it's endearing, but there was never a way you could not take that, right? I mean, when you're in all the majors, now he's got to qualify for the Open, but, but if he keeps... All he has to do is have one good event. He'll jump from sixty-eight where he is in the world now inside the top fifty, and he's in the open anyway. But he gets in the PGA, he's in the Masters in the US Open already. So yeah, I mean it's it's that that that's a no brainer.
1: So the Masters changed their exemption rule, right? Since he had won the US amateur and got him in the
0: Masters, he he can turn pro and still play in the Masters, no, right? No, so so he actually no. got a double exemption. Oh. so his exemption as the reigning U.S. amateur champ was negated once he gave that back as soon as he turned pro. Right, right. But they handed him another one as a winner this year so on he, the PJ one. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. But but so he he loses his U.S. Open exemption because he's turned
0: pro. He does not. The U.S. Open is the only one that allows you, even as the oh. reigning amateur, to turn pro and still get your exemption. Yep.
1: I got. You. you said the Open Championship. I got lost there. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. So
2: he's and he gets everything in the PGA the Championship, right championship because of his win and also his world ranking too.
0: Yep. Valhalla. So he basically swapped his automatic exemption from the Open to the PGA. Added the yeah, signature events. I got it. Everything else that comes along with it. So here's what I was going to ask you both as caddies. This is, I, I saw some uh, banter back and forth from some of our friends over at the BBC online. They were on a podcast that they did. They were talking about whether at this point in time, starting today, would you, would you bet on Rory's career going forward or Dunlap's career going forward? And they kind of had this interesting debate, right? And I said, well, this is an easy answer. Which bag would you take if you were going to caddy? Right now, whose bag would you pick up? Rory's or Dunlap's so I'll ask you guys if you had your choice right now either one they're yours you taking Rory you taking Dunlap right now
3: I'm taking Rory because he's proven that he can do it I mean Dunlap won yes but he's still got a long road in front of him to, to prove himself and get all that experience under his belt that Rory already has
0: yeah 100%. 100%. Caddy,
1: Caddy, what do you think? Uh, I'm going with Rory McIlroy.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm, okay. Give me that you know bag, Harry.
2: You know, the, the interesting thing about that is the last person to win the junior and the U.S. amateur, Tiger Woods. And here you got, he comes off a U.S. junior and a U.S. amateur. Now he wins an event like Phil Mickelson. I mean, the sky's the limit for him if he continues to work hard and learn. And
0: yes, and yet, Bob, you just yeah. heard the stories yes. of Deep Dish's player. Hitting, <laughs> calling it a miscut on the second shot. So so much can happen, right? The windows. We always Absolutely. talk about windows, and I think you're 100. If you're gonna if you're gonna decide between a proven guy and Rory McIlroy, or the promise of a young player, which I again I'm not. This is not to take anything away from Nick Dunlap. I mean, the guy's what he did was phenomenal, and his future looks bright. But if I'm in either of their caddies' shoes, and just like they said, pick up Rory's bag and go. Let's go.
3: If I'm offered either one of those bags, I'm <laughs> taking
2: either one of those bags. I will tell you that. <laughs> well, okay, Go, that's my ticket. point. Yeah, you'll take either one.
0: <clears throat> yeah, no doubt Absolutely. about it. No doubt. Nick Dun Nick Dunlap
1: seems to have the right head on his shoulders.
0: From yeah. the few interviews
1: I've watched and the way he handled himself on the course, um, I mean i i I think the world of him, and he's he's uh he's going to have to prove that to be wrong to me. He really looks like the real deal. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was awfully impressive. So hopefully, uh, Hey, look, um, it's like when we talk about the attrition to the live, well, here comes Nick Dunlap, right? Yeah. The tour just built these guys. It's like, they got a machine that just pumps these guys out every year. And now you got a new crop of guys you want to watch. So,
0: Yep. Are you going to change the subject, Bob? Yeah, I was just going to Okay. Gonna hang on. one okay, I'm going to let Go you ahead. ask that question. But real quick, Caddy, because I wanted to, and, and uh, Deep Dish, your thoughts. So isn't this what we love about the PGA Tour? To me, this is the stuff, right? A guy right. can get hot any particular week and change his life regardless of his resume. The What Liv offers in the guaranteed contract, that takes that away. So having just a superstar league with guaranteed money and really nothing on the line that changes anything, to me, that's what has always been appealing about golf is this merit. Autocracy, where even a guy that's 20 years old not even on the tour gets hot he wins boom there it is for you. and that's why i like to watch golf professional golf and so one of the when you when you start comparing the two leagues and and what's going on this is the reason at least, at least for me that i side with what the pga tour is doing curious your thoughts on as it relates to that
3: i couldn't agree more with you i mean i think if you look at other stories in somewhat similar vein like uh, i believe His name is Michael block. That was, uh, that, that did as well as he did. And now he's, he's getting in a whole bunch of, uh, PGA tour events regularly. That's, that's a story that people can get behind. Uh, you know, sort of, sort of the, the common man doing well and, and getting some status on the PGA tour, getting a little slice of heaven that all golfers would love to have and cherish. Um, that's definitely what the PGA tour offers. um, that it doesn't seem like you have that same type of situation on the live. You also have situations like somebody Monday qualifying and, and changing their life that way as well on the PGA tour that I don't, to the best of my knowledge, I don't
2: think you have that on the live tour either. No, no. Okay, guys, another rumor came out this week. AK is coming back. Anthony Kim thoughts about that.
1: First, I I
3: hadn't heard anything about that.
1: Hmm. Well, I think it's, I think it'd be great. Um, he had, I think he had an injury insurance policy that was basically what was going on for the last 10 years or more. I guess maybe that's time's up for that or whatever. He's 38 years old, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if we have time for this, but my AK story is kind of cool. We, when I was working for my player, we are practicing in Palm Springs and, These two kids come up and they're kind of a little roly-poly and, you know, look like they're middle teenagers, whatever, and really nice. And the one kid says, Hey, Mr. So-and-so, could you mind if I watch you hit a few balls? And so my player just hands him his seven iron and goes, why don't you hit one? Let me see what you got. And so he hands it to the one kid and the kid makes two swings and it's the purest thing you've ever seen. I'm like, wow. So I looked right at this kid and I said, I said, Hey, we're going to go play the back nine. Let's go. And so I hop in his golf cart and we're playing the back nine and we get, it's on the Palmer course and we get to the, I think it's the 13th hole. It's a par five back then that you'd never see anybody go for and two. And he, he rifles the drive down there and he hits a three iron on the green and he walks back to the cart. And I said, I said, do you have any idea how good you are? And he says, well, he goes, I'm the number one ranked junior in the country. <laughs> And I said, you're a top 10 player on the tour right now. And he smiles and he had a personalized golf cart, by the way. And his name was on the front of it. And it was Anthony Kim. And that's the first time I'd ever heard of Anthony Kim. Wow.
0: But I was so impressed. He's 16 years old. Did he have so yeah. a belt four buckle back then? Four years then? later. 16? Did, was he rocking the belt buckle? <laughs> he was not rocking the belt buckle, that I I would have remembered that.
1: Yeah. So four years later, I'm on the range at the Texas Open and I get a tap on my shoulder. It's Wednesday. We're hitting balls and tap on my shoulder. And I turn and it's Anthony Kim. but he's gone from being a little bit roly poly to just being in great lean rip shape. And I haven't seen him since he was 16 years old. And I knew he was playing at Oklahoma. And I said, Hey, what's up? He goes, I go, what are you doing? And he goes, Oh, he goes, I turned pro. This is my first event. I got an exemption in here. And I said, "Oh, congratulations. So my player turns around and looks at him and goes, what happened to you? And he goes, I went to college and stopped eating pizza. So anyway, his first event, his very first event as a pro, he loses in a playoff. He almost wins the Texas open first. Boom, right out of bat, That, that Anthony Kim was so good. He was so good. I mean, we're talking definite potential. Number one, easy top 10 without falling out of bed, world-class player.
0: Awesome. That's Just a great awesome. story.
1: So
2: Hopefully he can come back and play. Yeah, well, that'd be fun.
0: You know, it's a $10 million insurance policy, according to the golf digest report. And, If I'm looking at that, I'm like, $10 million? That's like hardly anything in today's golf world, right, for a guy with that kind of talent. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if he actually does make a return. Caddies, I guess we'll say. Caddies, great to uh, deep dish. Thanks for your your knowledge and your time and your insights, and great to have you on Real Golf Radio. Caddy, as always, it's a pleasure. We'll see you guys real soon. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks so much. You got it. There you go. That was the caddies I'm going to throw in there, (laughs) joining us right here on Real Golf Radio.